Welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. This is Chad, your host, and today we're going to be talking about good practices for setting goals. As I mentioned, this is part of a two-part series that we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and goals. And like I mentioned last time, not how to set goals. We're not going to talk about the SMART framework today. We're not going to talk about working backwards into smaller steps. We're going to talk about, one, the mentality of goal setting, the frame that we need to go into goals with. We talked about those last time. Those three pieces of our framework for our mind in setting goals are one, think in the affirmative, two, highlight your successes, and three, set a theme for the next year. These things are going to help frame our perspective as we go into goal setting. They're going to allow us the opportunity to start setting our goals with a perspective that is conducive to growth. What do we mean by this is simply that if we can recognize where we succeeded last year, set a theme for our next year, and we can think positively. Now, this is not optimism. This is just thinking the affirmative of where we have an opportunity to grow. Then we're going to be more likely to be able to set goals that make a difference. Today's focus is going to be about four different good practices that we can have in setting goals. These good practices are going to allow whatever goal we use, whatever structure we use for setting those goals to be more effective. These principles can help create a good goal and they are going to allow us the right perspective as we start out in achieving our goals. There's only four of them, so stick with me as we go through this today. Like we mentioned last time, there is no one-size-fits-all strategy for anything in life. So here, take what we're saying as part of your framework. Take what we're saying as one of the tools in your tool belt as relates to setting your goals. Number one, best practice for setting goals. Set a habit of hitting small goals. Setting goals for the first time is a little odd. It feels weird, so start small. Like I mentioned in the first part of this series, it was 2013 when I first set my set of goals. And I guess that word sets can be used a lot in this podcast, I apologize. But those first goals that I sat down at that desk with Jasper Thal and I wrote out, there was 10 of them. And they were goofy. I mean, I was a young adult. I was setting my first set of goals. I had no idea what I was doing. I wanted to give $5,000 to a high school um, club so they could go do ministry stuff. I wanted to buy a house that probably wasn't just a good idea. I wanted to quit my job as a busser and a host at another at another establishment. And these were, you know, they weren't bad goals, but they were really big goals. I needed $5,000 for this project. I needed $10,000 for that project. And I needed to make like, you know, several thousand dollars every other month to be able to quit my job at this other place. They were too big. And so from the onset, I kind of positioned myself in a way that I was likely to fail. And it took a little bit to get into the stride of seeing what success looks like. When we see what success looks like, then we start to crave it a little more. When we start to achieve our goals, we start to get into this habit of wanting to do more with our goals. We want to succeed more. We want to win more because we know that we can. So start with small goals that 
can be achieved on a regular basis. Good small goals are usually daily goals that can be achieved easily. These can be things like read your Bible every day or do five push-ups every day, drink 24 ounces of water every day. And when you start to set these small goals, remember that Remember that these goals are not the end-all be-all. These are part of the best practices. When we're setting our final goals, they're going to be a lot bigger than this. And when we get in the habit of setting small goals and achieving them, this will play a role in our bigger goals. So this isn't the end-all be-all. This is just one of the best practices that allows us to get in that habit of seeing success. Number two, no more excuses. We need to stop accepting excuses from ourselves. Our culture today is all about excuses. I remember in high school, it was about, all right, who can get the best excuse for not turning in their homework? Actually, probably the best excuse for not turning in my homework was in the third or fourth grade. And I actually did turn in the homework, but I looked at my teacher, Mrs. Smith, as we were walking down the halls of Calamesa Elementary. And I said, hey, Mrs. Smith, what would you tell what would you say if I told you my dog ate my homework? And she looked at me and she had, you know, and she was just one of those really cool teachers. Um, and she was just like, you know, hand on her hip and kind of just like, <sighs> and I was like, well, my dog did eat my homework, but my mom stapled it together and I brought it in for you today. And she was like, wait, what? I think I got partial credit for it, but my homework was in like 85 pieces stapled together with like 150 staples. It was ridiculous. But it was common culture for us to create excuses. We are trained from birth to give excuses. Hey, who knocked down the cookie jar? Oh, well, I was opening the fridge and it just so happened to be on the edge of the lip of where the door opened and so it fell down. And since it was on the ground, I figured I'd not waste the cookies and, you know, those are gone now too. I mean, that's how we're trained as kids to talk about these things. So when it comes to your goals, you have to do yourself the favor of no longer accepting excuses. In fact, I would even challenge you to go a step further than that. We're not just stopping excuses, we're now going to counter excuses. How we do this is whenever you start to give yourself that excuse, if it's the end of your day and you're trying to figure out how to hit your goal, or let's say five push-ups a day is your goal, and that's a great place to start if you don't have any fitnesses related to the goals that you're going to have in the new year. Five push-ups a day. You're sitting on the couch with your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you're watching your show, whatever it is, and you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, I've had a long day. I'm so tired. I'm so drained. I just, I don't think I can do it. I just, I need to rest because if I don't rest, then I'm not going to get um, the recovery I need so that I can exercise the next day. The second that you start to go down that path of giving yourself an excuse, immediately do whatever it is that your goal is. If your goal is five push-ups, then if it, your small part of your goal is five push-ups, take a second, get off the couch, and go do your five push-ups. It may look goofy to the people who are in your room. It may look goofy to the people that you're hanging out with. But if you allow your excuses to continue to dictate your actions, that's all you're going to have. At the end of the day, all you're going to have is a list of excuses in, in place of the results of hitting your goals and dreams. And I don't think that's in line with what you want or with what I want. So when you start to give yourself an excuse for something, 
oh, well, you know what? It's right before bed, and I don't want to drink those the remaining 16 ounces of water because I was terrible at drinking water today for my daily goal of drinking 24 ounces. Okay, well, you know what? You may have to get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, but go drink those 16 ounces of water. Go do those push-ups. Go read a couple pages out of the book if that's what your, what your goal is. No more excuses. Number three, we're going to write down our goal. I cannot tell you how important this is. How many times have you made a goal? Six months later, you're like, hey, what was that goal I set? Goals do us no good if we forget them. More than that, when we write them down in a place that we regularly see them, we can put them on our mirror in our bedroom, our bathroom, on a post-it note, on our dashboard of our car, a reminder on our phone that goes off daily or every other day or every week on a recurring basis. When we write down our goals and we see them, we are reminded of what we are pursuing and why. It's very important that we write down our goals. I would... Put money on a bet that said if there were two groups of people and we evaluated the likelihood that they were able to achieve their goals, I would put money on the group of people who wrote down their goal at least one time, even if they never looked at that goal. I'm sure there's some study out there that shows that the people who write down their goal at least one time are like 30 to 50% more likely to achieve that goal because it's real to them. It's no longer just a thought. It's tangible. It took place under the pen or under their thumbs as they typed it on their phone. To wrap up this best practice, I want to give you something that you can do no matter what your goal is. Number one, I want you to set a reminder in your phone at the beginning of your day that is your goal. It's just maybe it goes off right as you're about to get in the car for work if you have a pattern like that. Maybe it goes off at 9.30 a.m. every day. Pick a time that you can regularly take a second to look at your phone and think about it. And in the beginning of your day, make that reminder go off. What this is going to do, it's going to remind you of your goal, but it's also going to give you an opportunity to think of an opportune time that you can do the thing that you're supposed to do. That small goal that we've set as part of our bigger goals that we're going to talk about on another show, that small goal, the five push-ups, the the water that we have to drink, you're going to think about how you're going to achieve that goal throughout your day. The second piece is at the end of your day, probably an hour before you're ready to get to bed. So if you're like me, you're trying to go to bed at 11, 12 o'clock every night. So I'm going to set this alarm for 10 p.m. Because at this time of the night, with rare exceptions, I'm at home almost always. I'm ready to get in bed, get ready for bed. I'm going to start winding down. The worst excuse that you're going to give yourself is I'm wound down. I'm ready to go to bed. I don't want to do my goal. So put this reminder on your phone. And it's not your goal. What you're going to say as a reminder to yourself is, What did I do to reach my goals today? This goes off every single day in your phone. I promise you, there are a couple things going to happen. Some days, you're going to feel on top of the world. Why? Because you worked towards your goal aggressively. You set expectations, you set intention, and you lived up to those expectations and intentions. You lived up to the promise that you made yourself by setting that goal. Now, again, these are our smaller goals we talked about in our first best practice today, and they may be part of your larger goals. What did you do today that made progress towards your larger goals? 
That's one of the, the possible realities that will happen at the end of your day. Another option is that at the end of your day, when you're looking at this reminder that asks, what did I do to reach my goals today? You're going to sit there and realize that you messed up. But like we talked about in the framework that we're going to put our minds in, as we set our goals, we're going to think in the affirmative. We're going to take the fact that we did not do well in working towards our goals today, we're going to acknowledge where we messed up, and we're going to focus on what we can do better. So two things for writing down your goals. Sorry, three things for writing down your goals. One, write it down somewhere. Somewhere you can see it regularly on your mirror, on a post-it note, on your dashboard, in your car, on your phone. Number two, we're going to put a reminder in our phone for the morning, sometime when we're awake and ready to look at our phone. And that reminder is going to be a goal or a couple goals that are easy or steps that we can take in our day that relate to our bigger goals. And the third thing is at the end of our day, an hour or two before we typically wind down, we're going to put a reminder in our phone that asks the question, what did I do to reach my goals today? And that's best practice number three, write down your goal. Best practice number four is, is the last but definitely not the least. Get an accountability partner. It is so important that we find someone who's going to encourage us in our dreams and in our goals. I don't mean someone who's going to beat you over the head with the failures that you have in your everyday life. That's usually found in abundance. You can find anyone who's ready to focus on the negative all the time. I'm talking about an accountability partner, someone who can casually check in with you to encourage you, to help remind you of why you're fighting for your goals and help you think in the affirmative, who's going to help you understand that some days are good, some days are bad, but every day is progress. As we wrap up this two-part series, we wanted to have a couple points just to supplement our framework that we're going to put our mind into and the best practices that we're going to use in setting goals. One, you have to remember that the difference between a goal and a dream is the effort in which you give them. The difference between a goal and a dream is the effort in which you give them. When we dream, we're typically in bed. We're sleeping. We're thinking of a world that can disobey the laws of physics. Anything is possible. Some of us have lucid dreams where we can control what happens in them, and that's awesome. But when you wake up, you don't have any action towards those dreams. You don't expend any effort towards those dreams because they're dreams. They're not goals. Goals are when dreams meet action. So if you've got a dream, an ambition, something that you've always wanted to do, and you're not taking action towards that, then it's not a goal. It's actually just a dream. And we need to be optimistic towards dreaming, but we need to take those dreams and pursue them and make them goals. Put them into goals so we can take actionable steps for them. If you need someone to tell you that your goals are important, then this is your conversation right now. Your goals are important, they are valuable, and they are worth putting into actionable steps. I believe in your goals. I don't even know what they are, but I can promise you that if we were to sit down and you were to call me up, I would take your goals as seriously as my own. So I know we said last time that no one's going to take your goals and dreams seriously until you do. And rarely, sometimes someone will come alongside and say that they are serious and you need to pursue them. I know this isn't the same as someone who's personally sitting next to you saying that this is going to happen, that you can do this, but I hope it's an impetus that get you started 
on the path to your goals and dreams because I'm trying to tell you that they're serious. So you need to do your part. Take them seriously too. There are several reasons that people never live their dreams. First, they don't take them seriously. The second is they don't take actions towards them. And the third is they don't take time to write them out and think through them. When you write down your goal, you're faced with this reality that it's possibly real and that you might be able to do it. You may not know how, but suddenly you're thinking about something that's tangible and that you could possibly do. So, take them seriously. Take action to achieve them. And remember to write them down. This year could be the year that you take steps towards your dreams and goals. It only requires that you take them seriously. Give yourself an early Christmas present and create five goals and dreams that you will pursue this next year. We want to know what your five goals and dreams are for the next year. So I encourage you, go to the Kairos Talks Facebook group. If you're not already in it, get in there and share with us your goals and dreams and join our community of people that are going to encourage you. You might find an accountability partner in there and you might even find someone who's willing to help walk you through your goal and exactly how to achieve it. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for joining us on Kairos Talks. We hope that this crucial conversation was impactful for you. We hope you join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe and join in on the conversation in the Kairos Talks Facebook group. Thank you and have a great day.